2: More Japan podcast, probably the best way of learning about life in Japan without actually being in Japan. I'm your host, Chris Broad, and we're joined, as always, by England's top Japan enthusiast, Mr. Pete Dawson. Pete, how the devil are you doing? What's going on? Oh, Chris, I'm stressed out. I'm ever so stressed <laughs> out, mate. Why is I'm, that, uh, Pete? Because I'm coming back?
1: A little bit. I mean, it is related <laughs> to you. We, uh, oh. there's, a, there's a big podcast show happening, uh, and right. uh, Chris is going to be appearing on the stage briefly to have a chat with old... Yours truly, and if uh, quite those of you who go to the podcast show in quite nervous uh, in Angel uh, the Business Design Centre on the 25th and the 26th, um, we're going to be down there for one of those days uh, having a chat. Um, so we'll what's the event there. called? I think it's just the podcast show. The London the podcast the, original the podcast, If you type in the podcast show, uh, it should come up. Business Design Centre, Angel Islington, uh, on the 25th and the 26th, and we are appearing on stage very briefly, mercifully is, briefly. Is there anybody uh, on good? The there? 25th. Other than that, There's lots of people. It's good. They'll all be like all the big hitters, you know. I heard all Louis Dr. Theroux's Pono. there. Louis, Louis Theroux. Theroux will be there. Yeah, wow. and they're doing shows in the evening, so you know, live shows and stuff. Uh, but we're basically, uh, yeah, we're doing our thing, and I've I basically got a stand uh, to fill, to populate, to uh, create, basically. Uh, so we just wanted to sort of turn up, sponsor a couple of drinks receptions, maybe, and just you know hand out some volavons with stack um, sharpied on them and <laughs> uh, and, and and so t- t- they said right okay you can do that you we will allow you to pace to do that but you also need uh, a booth on the stand floor which yeah. means like I've ever been like a freshers fair <laughs> Yeah, it just feels yeah. a little bit like that. It feels a she, little bit like right. What what we're going to be doing? I mean, handing out business business cards in a ball. Who's going to win a free meal? Uh, uh, I don't know. Uh, 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 Lady Diana look-alike. I don't take a picture <laughs> with it. I don't know. I don't know because I've been to these things before. My my, my job before radio was setting these things up, going all the way to mm. D- D- Dunkeld in, in Scotland, Aberdeen, uh, Cardiff, all these places, and advertising our housing mobility service, you know, because it, it's social housing, because uh, I worked for a, a government quango for a long time. And and so, like, it just gives me the heebie-jeebies, because I've went, right, how do we make a two-and-a-half-foot-by-five-foot booth look interesting and interesting. Mm. Uh, and so I've just gone for paying the best part of four grand for a big fucking screen.
2: <laughs> oh, <it's>, that's, that's <laughs> to rent, boring.
1: To rent a big fucking screen. Uh, but you can't just rent panel. a big fucking screen. You need some... Well, you'll be featured, no doubt. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I've, got some, I've got some pornographic fake pictures some pornographic fake of you. <laughs> it's just going to be what? on a loop. It's going to be absolutely foul. Uh, deep fakes. Uh, no, uh, <laughs> yeah, I've got... Basically got uh, I've got that. But then I was like, well, we need some furniture. So then I've got to talk to a furniture person.
2: Oh my God! And then the
1: bloke, the bloke, the company owns the big tellies, you know, big LEDs, big mean, big LED screens. they There, uh, well, I mean, the, uh, the, the, the 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 you need a you need a uh, uh, an engineer. Mm. I was like to plumb it. All right, to plumb it. in, Yeah, fine, fine, fine. No, he's going to need to be there every day. I'm like, why? Why does he need to be there every day? <sighs> and uh, turns out he needs to be there every day, so he needs a hotel room. And he needs somewhere to park the, the it's getting the, very the, the expensive van. very quickly. It's getting... Oh, Chris. It's such a... And then the volumons are so expensive. There's a <laughs> bottling fee for all the wine. Chris, this isn't... I used to be on the radio, Chris. I used Power. to be somebody. And now I'm finding out where in Hackney I can put an engineer who's literally <laughs> going to turn up on stage... Turn up in our booth, click one switch, and then fuck off again.
2: <laughs> I'll do it for you for ninety uh, percent of the fee you're paying him. I'll do it. Okay, I'll right, do it instead. fine. I'll cash right. in on that. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds it's stressful. So ridiculous. A little it bit. It is stressful.
1: stressful, Chris. It's very stressful. But indeed. you regret but doing we'll, it now? Well, we'll I, get there. yes, I'll, yes, I do. I don't know why we're doing it.
2: I'll do my part. I'll bring back some Kit Kats. We can put the yep. the, the clever, funny Japanese Kit Kats on the <laughs> on the stand and. Yeah, Yeah, job done everyone
1: will love it we'll we'll get up on stage like Michael Scott and Pam in the office and throw (laughs) uh, chocolate bars into the crowd really heavy sharp Kit Kats getting people in the eye and stuff perfect
2: (laughs) perfect, there you go guys if you you didn't need any more incentive to come to the podcast event on the 25th in London guys there you go get that get the Kit Kats enjoy Pete's elaborately expensive television it's going to be fun Oh, I'm sure yeah. I'll have some photos on Twitter for those of you that aren't able to make it or just don't want to go we've got a story here <laughs> from Tantariff from Singapore he says hello there Chris and Pete my name's Tantariff and I'm from Singapore I'd love to share with oh, you a small name. predicament I, encu- I encountered during my first and only trip to Japan it was 2016 I was selected on a fully paid five night school trip uh, tour around landmarks in Osaka and Nara I hate you <laughs> my school trips were to, like, we're going to, you guessed it, the farm. And we'd go to the same farm every year yeah. my crappy school. The Anyone that exciting... gets to go on a school trip somewhere good, I'm massively jealous. Well, I mean, I even, like,
1: the most exciting trip was Lourdes, because we, I went to Catholic uh, secondary school, and so they'd all ah. got to Lourdes, and, and they have all come back with their little vials sure. of holy water. And it's just,
2: wow. It's just very, uh,
1: it's all a bit much, isn't it? Just let them go to pr- That
2: sounds really good. I've got the farm. you got... Magic Jesus water, damn I you. didn't go. I'm not you, Catholic, oh.
1: I didn't go. I was like, I can't... I, I cannot fathom why you'd want me there. I'll ruin it. <laughs> I'll vom up a bit of wine. Jesus' blood.
2: I'll do something. <laughs> oh, dear. But anyway, (laughs) back to the story (laughs) of this wonderful trip to Osaka. Uh, Skipping to the final day of the trip, our teachers left us to freely roam around Dotonbori for five hours. And I visited a shop that sells anime posters and wall scrolls. Uh, Many scrolls were hanging on display. But of course, when the scrolls are rolled up, it's difficult to see what the scroll is. So they would usually have a tiny preview picture in the plastic wrapper to know which is which. One of the scrolls interested me, so I picked it out of the bunch in the rack to inspect the preview image, when suddenly I got jolted by a loud Oi! from the side of me. I snapped my head in the direction of the exclamation and saw that the store clerk, with her hands on her hips, staring daggers at my direction. I was the only one in the shop, so I deduced that that remark was for me. As I was in a panicked state, and with almost no knowledge of proper Japanese, I could only muster a... Eh? Back at her... We stared at each other for what felt like five seconds before she simply turned away and walked back to the cash register. I was left completely dumbfounded by the whole exchange. In the end, I still purchased the wall scroll that I picked up. I paid the cashier, and she was acting like nothing ever happened. My question is, is there some sort of browsing etiquette in shops in Japan? Uh, best regards, guys. Tantariff from Singapore. I... Don't know what happened there. I'm as clueless as you are. I think it was just a racist or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, that's the only thing I can think of. Um, that yeah. maybe the person was just didn't like non-Japanese touching things. I don't know. There's no other aspect maybe of the story you left out. What do you think? Maybe Pete? it
1: was a very adult scroll and uh, Tantri from Singapore was <laughs> a young man. Maybe it was. Uh, yeah, it's it's confusing, isn't it? Yeah, we know, we occasionally
2: get stories like this, but I I often feel like there's a there's a piece of the story missing, isn't there? Like a yeah. detective, like something yeah. doesn't feel right. Maybe maybe there maybe there was like a um, like a sign saying "Don't touch the scrolls." Maybe don't touch the scrolls. Don't touch them unless you're buying it. Something like that. That's <laughs> the only thing I could think of. Yeah, um, but yeah, that's a bit yes. odd. Or maybe the only other thing is maybe they weren't shouting at you, but then you were the only one in the store. Maybe there's a ghost or something. Yeah. I have no maybe it was idea. A,
1: maybe it was a scroll that was, I don't know, something to do with the teller's grandparents. Maybe it was an ancient poem that
2: granddad had written. <laughs> <on> the... <laughs> we could spend all day listing off the bizarre reasons the woman shouted, oi. Or we could find out the news of the week. What's going on in Japan this week, Mr. Dawson? Last week we had a woman who'd waited nine years for some beef <laughs> Uh, we didn't We didn't even find out if it was worth the wait. What have we got yeah. this week? Can we have news that tops that?
1: Chris, uh, what is the most delicious cuisine you've ever eaten? <laughs> Anything <laughs> but coolish. Anything, Anything but, but coolish. Uh, well, basically, uh, <laughs> a hotel, right, is claiming damages of mm. 40,000 yen, around about $300, mm. from a guest who, over a stay of several days, used the electric kettle in their room to boil crabs on two occasions. <laughs> Round of applause. Round of <laughs> applause for that person. Boil crabs? What? Yeah. I mean, what? my God, because of the smell that came <laughs> out when you boil a crab, I mean, I presume it was alive when it went in. Oh, uh, no. Probably thought it was going to have a romantic weekend with this person oh. in the hotel. Oh, lovely little
0: weekend away. Lovely. Why are
1: you putting me in the kettle? <laughs> oh, God. Um, but apparently, the boiling the crab, uh, boiling the crab, is uh, it caused a big order basically, and they couldn't get it out of the uh, out of the room, so they were unable to rent the room for days while the smell was expunged from from, from the uh, from the hotel, uh, and and Jesus. the guests challenged that, saying, "Well, you know, you, you know, probably wouldn't be, uh, or he wouldn't be booked every day. I mean, i probably give me time to give it time to sort of dissipate a little bit," and uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's the, the guests are still alive managed to cook this crab or two crabs in this case uh, thoroughly boil them uh, in the hotel's electric kettle apparently it does work so look I think the hotel's seen themselves off there because they've done a real disservice to the rest of the hotel industry because now everyone's going to know that you can boil crabs in hotel kettles
2: (sighs) it's just so much the story that makes my brain explode yeah and I don't why were they cooking a crab in the kettle why? If they were hungry,
1: I can answer all these. Right, I'm going to put myself in the uh, character of the person. Let's face it; it's probably going to be a bloke. Uh, I'm going to put my <laughs> character into the, into him, and you uh, have to ask me questions. Okay?
0: Hello, I am the, the
1: man who bought the, the crab in the hotel kettle.
2: Why'd you do it? What's wrong? I with was it? hungry. I was uh, nothing wrong with me. I was hungry. Why not have cup noodles or something like Family Mart chicken? I wanted crab. I wanted fresh <laughs> crab. <laughs> Oh, see, the all these answers easily answered all of these questions are easily answered that's how, just the way it is how did you fit i mean how would you fit the crab in the kettle my well, kettles aren't big in hotel rooms no but the crab is very small
1: <laughs> oh i
2: got a very small crab but it,
1: it's just amazing because i mean i've i've literally i've spoken to a friend who is a pretty high ranking radio dj in london mm. uh she's I I can't go any further where, where she's from. It's not <laughs> London though. Uh, and she said that her and her friends, when they used to go to the cheap hotels wherever she's from mm. on a night out, uh, they would poop. They would poop in the kettles. Chris. No. Now that is worse. So maybe I'm on the crab man's side. I'm with Gordon Ramsay here. Uh, I'm 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 because uh, I've seen or heard of worse things happening. So I'm kind of on this guy's side a little bit. I think that's fine. <laughs>
2: I am someone who likes to spend a lot of time just relaxing in hotel rooms on my travels. I yeah. love walking into a nice, clean hotel room and yeah. just having the whole place to myself and just feeling lovely, like a... And that lovely kind of noise. as a crab. Just... cooks in front <laughs> well, of you. Between the crab and the, the story you just mentioned, I don't think I'm ever going to use a hotel kettle ever again. Like This is horrible. It, Why? Boil the
1: water, it boils Why water it...
2: so everything's going to be clean, in it? So it's fine. Like... It's just, it's, oh God!
1: It's horrible, isn't it? It is horrible. But he's got to pay. He's got to pay one hundred and thirty dollars for the deodorisation of the room, which I think is probably less than what he paid for for the room, and also thirty-eight dollars for a new kettle. But he's he's not paying any restitution. He says, "I'm not paying anything. All he did was cook a crab in a kettle." <laughs> <laughs> and there's no written rule that says you can't cook a crab and a kettle in this hotel.
2: For crying out loud! Oh God. Well to be fair, like did, I mean what do you think, ladies and gentlemen? Should the guy pay yeah. the money for the ventilation of the room? I mean that's a, a bit a cheeky spray or tea of some air freshener and you won't <laughs> smell any crabs as far as I'm concerned. But I'm not sure whose side I'm on here. If I worked no. at the hotel, I would sue the man into the ground just for being yeah. ridiculous. But then if I was the man, <laughs> I I wouldn't pay it. So I don't know. I don't know what yeah. to think. I this is just such a ridiculous story and it's broken my head. But I'd like to think the moral of the story is don't cook crabs in the kettle of a hotel. Yeah, or, just, or just be yourself. Just Live just, life like yeah. every day is your last and that you really like cooked crab, fresh cooked crab. Just like unnamed crab man. We'll be back in a moment, guys, <laughs> with your stories, comments and questions in the fax machine.
0: When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring.
2: for JD Power 2023 award information visit jdpower.com/awards only at a sleep number store or sleepnumber.com and we're back with the fax machine what do we got this week from our listeners mr Donaldson? i hope there's nothing there's no more mention of bloody crabs i'm so yeah. done with crabs today well, you've
1: had your main, you've had your main. Why not have a bit of dessert? Uh, hi, Coolish Chris, and hi, <laughs> Pete. Uh, this is from Becky. Hello, Becky. Uh, my question for you both is, what's your all-time favourite con-beanie snack? I've attached a picture of a potential new favourite snack for Pete to try. Uh, perhaps you could take some back to the UK for him. Chris, this is a very, look, Becca makes, oh, is already making some excellent points. Uh, and that was a very short email. Um, <laughs> yeah, a lot of people have been sending me uh, this beautiful kind of—it almost looks marmalade-covered uh, kind of puff pastry uh, monstrosity with Coolish within. So it's not technically mm. a Coolish dessert because it's not right. inside the usual Capri Sun foil packaging. Uh, but it's this kind of like lovely, light French fancy of a reimagining of the Coolish universe, uh, and I'm very into it. I, th- I think it looks great.
2: I think it's bloody cracking. <laughs> I'll bring it back for you. Don't you worry. I'll, yeah, I'll get you the cool. kilish. Lovely. Um, I've I've recently discovered they've. Uh, in, I've, I've tried to stop eating crisps because I just feel so guilty eating yes. crisps, eating potato chips, whatever you want to call yeah. them. I feel guilty, but but I've found edamame dried like they're like kind of dehydrated edamame covered in salt, and you can okay. buy that, and it's like it's 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 good. It's like the the delicious umami salty flavour of crisps with the healthy like underpinnings of edamame beans it's pretty good I'll bring you back a pack if the I can trappings. be bothered the trappings the yeah. trappings of beans <laughs> they're, they're good though they're really good and so I've been yeah. eating those a lot um, you can get a fully boiled egg uh, in a single package as yes, well can, yeah. in the convenience stores yeah. in Japan uh, a lot of my friends good friend of mine he would always just buy one of those and eat that in the car on the go that's pretty you cool you
1: forget how uh, and I've done it a few times recently like pret sometimes I sell it Little egg, little egg, mm, little by mm. itself with uh, a bit of maybe smoked salmon and some unlovable greens um, in a little pot. But like you forget how nice, like just uh, a cold uh, egg is, a cold uh, cooked egg, and uh, just just a little sachet of salt on the top. Oh, it's bloody loving. Mm. And uh, you know what? And my other big tip is, I drink lattes all the time, and you drink quite a lot of coffee as well. I do. Since my well publicised trip to Milan, I have switched to this week having uh, double espressos and a, a shot of oh. sugar, a, a, like a like a, a bit of sugar. Um, because I was thinking, I have lattes all the time, so I really have, have like I t- mean two lattes a day, or maybe a latte for breakfast and, and, a, and a proper meal in the <laughs> evening. The weight just dropped off. That's an old sim factor. That doesn't make any sense. But uh, the, the, the 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 I have the latte and it's obviously like it's been like 100, at least 120 calories because there's so much milk in there mm. and some shit in it. Um, if I just have Something that actually probably tastes nicer. It's nice and sugary, and it's a tiny little, tiny little drink. And I don't want to spill it down myself. Uh, a double, a double espresso, and a and a and a shot of uh, and, and, a, and a and a a, a lumber lumber bloody sugar. And it's lumbar like sixteen shit. calories. I'm like, whoa! Why why didn't I do this sooner? You hats. know, I just drink coffee all day.
2: I I mean I I I only had a triple espresso latte the first time this year. It's the drink of choice for Connor right. and Joey the anime man they they live yes. and die by the triple espresso latte you yeah. get the the wonderful milky flavor and then you get the the kick of three shots of espresso <laughs> uh, so i get it i get the i get the appeal i yeah. i didn't realize a latte is just literally like 95% milk with a shot of espresso i thought there was a yeah. bit more water in there i got it recently no, and i just all milk just yeah. Cappucci- yeah.
1: cappuccinos yeah i think a flat is a flat white
2: Flat white, just a little
1: bit. bit yeah, flat white's a bit of flat form, isn't it? And then, uh, yeah, I just, I, I don't, I, yeah, I'm, I'm, I've decided to have a crack at that for a little while, see what happens.
2: <laughs> I'm a cappuccino man. I've noticed lattes give people really bad breath because the milky, the milk in there, right, in your mouth, right, okay. gives people bad. So be be advised if you drink latte a lot, carry some mints, especially at the <laughs> podcast <laughs> cool. event if I'm there on stage Same. with you. We have got a story here <laughs> from. Uh, Pierre, oh, dear Mr. Pete and Master Chris, my name's Pierre and I'm all the way from Johannesburg in South Africa. It's been a while since we've had a, a comment from down South Africa way. I was watching a walkthrough, guys, of Japan from a YouTuber called Ramblack uh, that you recommended about a year ago. While I was watching the video, I saw all the different clothing shops and was wondering, is it difficult for a foreigner to find the right size clothing? As for you, Chris, have you found it difficult to buy clothes for yourself? All the best, guys. Pierre from Johannesburg. Uh, hmm. That's a good question. I do find it a little bit more difficult to find clothes that fit compared to the UK. Um, my, because I'm I'm kind of like quite muscly and fat. Right, mostly fat. There's no muscle. It's just fat uh, <laughs> in a way that is rare in Japan. So for my height and width and scale, it doesn't really compute into Japanese sizes. So I often find that I get clothes, but they don't fit across the shoulders. It looks a bit crap. Um, Uniqlo seems to have a good track record. I did buy a jacket in Uniqlo on a whim the other day. I was running through Shinjuku. I was very cold. And I just quickly snapped up a jacket. And it fit quite nicely. Shoes are the real downside, though. I haven't bought a pair of shoes that fit in Japan in the last two and a half years. It's really awkward, actually. My only pair of shoes that fit here that I've got... I've got a massive hole in them. They're like a really nice pair of shoes. They're like Armani, fucking mega brand, super Dickens, amazing shoes. They cost so much money, but they're covered in wow. holes. And I met Ken Watanabe with a hole in my shoes, and it was just right. really awkward.
1: What hole in the and bottom like, of your
2: shoe? No, just like on the top. There's just a hole, and you can I mean, see there's my a sock. A hole in the top of the shoe. It's pretty shocking. <laughs> it's pretty shocking.
1: You might <laughs> you see could if you probably can... get them. You'll be surprised what a a good cobbler could do, to be honest. Especially in Japan, where they are master craftsmen. Like, uh, I've I've resurrected like $30, $20 shitty top man shoes to being (laughs) one of my more reliable pairs uh, just by... Um, just by taking the new cobblers and they polish it up, um take the take the sole off, put a new sole on. And the things I watch this guy, I watch his YouTube, I think I spoke about it before, he in uh, he's got he works at a Timpson's in uh, Tring. And he's just um he's a power lifter, so he's absolutely massive, and he's very charismatic and he's he's quite he's got a lovely way about him. But he just he basically just, just, just fixes shoes and he films yeah. them for YouTube and I think he's wonderful at watch. Watching someone who's just really fucking good at his job. Because like mm. you think of like these days, you think of like Tim you think of like shoe shops and stuff. They're just that cut keys aren't they really because we this disposable yeah. fashion uh, when our shoes fall to bits we just throw them away but these this guy has such a uh, a weird selection of shoes coming in every time it could be one day, time he could be fixing the Pete Donaldson special the twenty five <laughs> top man um, brogues uh, and the next day he could be fixing like a, a five grand pair of uh, Jimmy Choo's. and and you could buy all of the parts for the Jimmy shoes and the and the really expensive designer shoe. You buy the official parts for it uh, and you paint them up and you paint them the right colour and you, you you spread cork underneath them and you, you mm. nail them in the right way and he has done some amazing stuff with some what I would just look at and just sort of go, Well they're unrescuable. You cannot fix those shoes.
2: <laughs> so uh, yeah, go get your shoes fixed, mate. <laughs> or oh, bring them to your friend, yeah. yeah. Or I'll just buy yeah, new friend. I do. Uh, hopefully by the time we do this podcast event thing I'll have some new shoes and nobody will bully me on stage when they see my socks poking through it was really awkward when I met Ken Watanabe I was like oh look Ken it's me up here don't look down look yeah woo I was trying to make sure he didn't really look down at my feet because it would have been pretty bloody awkward uh, we've got one here from Scott it says hello thing one and thing two uh, Scott here writing to you from Maidstone in the UK a terrible place uh, I'm from there, so I, I can I can attest to it being terrible. Uh, although saying that, every place has its positives in the form of a kokoro sushi restaurant. Ooh, Maystone's Ooh. got a kokoro. Very, I don't even know what kokoro is. Sounds good, though. It means heart in Japanese. So, me and my family, aka girlfriend and two kids, are looking to move to Japan. Do you have any friends or know any families who have moved to Japan? If there are any issues they've encountered along the way. Also, what would be the best place for a family to live in Japan All the best guys Scott from Maidstone First off What's Kokoro? Kokoro, Pete Have you been to this restaurant chain?
1: I've not, no uh, Maybe I've seen one, one though Because I think I may have Because again Kokoro is one of the few words I know in Japanese So I think I may have Exclaimed
2: to my partner Hey That means hot <laughs> Well that, that means hot Extensive <laughs> Japanese knowledge He only whips it out To impress people When he what's knows What's the Maidstone that. mummy? Chris What? I'm looking at the Atlas Obscura Guide to Maidstone.
1: And uh, Maidstone, uh, there's a lunatic, lunatic asylum, Awkwards Hospital. The Maidstone Mummy, a 2,700-year-old uh, woman uh, who is part of the... There's a dog collar museum. Yeah, this uh, is sounding pretty yeah, good. Yeah,
2: it's, it's not good. The only thing that it's I know house. that Maidstone is good for is Graham Chapman's from there, of Monty Python ah. f- fame. And uh, I think it's the place they invented tap water like that the first place they put in chlorine pages. in water to make it oh i see. drinking cool. water yeah so there is. go maidstone that's literally it though and i'm from yeah. there i'm even, i'm on the wikipedia page so a friend of mine was like you're on the wikipedia page chris for notable people i was like yes yeah. that's all i've ever aspired well, they, to have all i've ever well, wanted they, out of um, life
1: they what i like about um what they like what i like about this uh, they did a ct scan of uh, this mummy the maidstone mummy <laughs> and uh, <laughs> in 2016 and they revealed her to be 10 years older than they thought so wow. uh, uh, to what I to wit I say she's just from Maidstone mate she looks like that normally <laughs> <laughs> I
2: she's will tight. be sure to go and check out The Maidstone Mummy <laughs> when I return but yeah, onto the question at hand I think if you're coming with two kids you're going to want to go somewhere like Tokyo that's sort of easy to live for a foreign family you know, mm. th- there's more jobs in Tokyo. You- you've got schools you can put the kids through, international schools and whatnot. Um, yeah. Even in-, in-, in Sendai, we've got that, but you- you'd have a bit of a hard time finding a job. I mean, that's a pretty big deal, though, just deciding, oh, yeah. we're going to move to Japan now. It's not as easy as you think. I think it'll be quite stressful. I'm not saying don't do it. I'm not here to crush any dreams, but I think it'll be quite complex and quite stressful. So you're going to have to elaborate a little bit on that but yeah i think the main issue will be schooling for kids very expensive and uh don't put them through a japanese school because they will get bullied to pieces given that they're not japanese (laughs) it won't work very well um international school send them there uh what else would it be difficult about that i mean yeah not knowing japanese (laughs)
1: Japanese. i didn't say say he doesn't know japanese that's true that's true there's a a lot of there's a lot of issues, in there? Doing do big moves like that, I wouldn't. I wouldn't not want to. I wouldn't want to go on holiday with a baby. To be honest, I
2: find yeah, that we, quite difficult. Maybe a bring them here on holiday that. first. Yeah, come here on a holiday first, assess, and then decide. But yep. uh, yeah, maybe come back with a little bit more details, Scott, so we can Let work out if it's worth the the risk and the stress. I know Japan's a great place to live, but. Uh, it's, it's got its downsides as well. Check out a video I made last year called 12 Reasons Not To Move To Japan. And if, if you're happy with everything you see in that video, then uh, then go go for it. Uh, keep the stories, questions, comments coming in to Abroad Japan Podcast at gmail.com. We'll be back later in the week, guys, to do it all over again. But for now, no matter where you might be, out there in the big wide world, have yourself a great few days, and we we'll see you right back here on the Abroad Japan Podcast to do it all over again. But that is all for now. That's Goodbye. it, mate.
1: He's done. He's done Abroad in Japan is a stack production and part of
2: the Acast Creator Network.